You are listening to the Massive Report podcast. What if there were 400 episodes of your favorite podcast? Well, it just so happens that tonight is the 400th episode of the Massive Report podcast. And the crowd goes wild. Yay. Sam, Sam Fami, you you uh, you sent that out via our Slack chat today. I did, and I was, I was like, "Are you sure? Do you have like a notebook where you're writing them down? How are you keeping track of this? Is this accurate?" Um, so it's give or take, but it's <laughs> officially. <laughs> That's what I thought. The official the official episode count is actually 400. Now there have been some like random things like. We did an April Fool's thing yes. uh, that we posted back in April. I don't ca- calculate that as part of our. Oh. Well, and, uh, and, uh, and, and you want to get closer hours. to the mic like a professional? Okay. Well, you, you just told me not to get close to the no, mic. No, no. I told you not to rock back and forth to the mic. Seriously. It's already uh, started. Well, we're it's, already it's started. It's already started. Can we, can we start this again? Now, in all seriousness, <laughs> uh, it is wonderful on this, the occasion of officially the 400th episode of the Mass Report. We have some alumni here. We have uh, T-Bone, 97. Hello. What the fan? How are you? It's good uh, to be here. We've got Matt Goshert from Saucy Brew Works. Hi. Our Hi, fine sponsor me. and host. I hope that we're... That He's we're, even wearing we're a good saucy guests. shirt. I, I, you, you are, and actually, I do need to do this just because oh, I'm, taking I'm, off, stripping. I'm off the clock. He's stripping. And you're gonna, you're gonna love this. You're wearing the same shirt. I don't have it on, but I have that shirt. Yeah. Pedro the Lion. Yes. Pedro the Lion. Little Pedro the Lion. We went, to, we went to the Pedro the Lion. We were at together. Show. We went yeah. to the show. Yeah. I mean, he had his wife with him as a date, and I was just the third wheel. But still, you know, <laughs> that's beautiful. I love when people can share their favorite music together. That's beautiful thing. Matt, what do you want to say about Saucy since you have the microphone? Well, A, uh, thanks for being here, uh, and uh, thanks for enjoying our beers, and uh, that's, um, yeah, that's pretty much, I mean, you know. Beer's great. I just want to say, as someone who regularly endorses products for a living, who yet currently does not endorse Saucy Brew Works, but maybe in the Fantastic. future. Have your people call my people. Have your people call my people. I've called your, I'm, I, we're here. I'm the people and you're a people. Yes. <laughs> I never got a rate card. We together on this podcast. I never got a rate card. Can we split this 50-50? Weirdly sure. Enough, Let's do it. it well, yeah, right. Weirdly on. enough. Everybody hears in radio. Come it's on. full circle because you know where I had lunch today? Where did you have lunch? Fado. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> That's right. Home of some of our very first episodes. I needed, yep. I needed, some, I needed some Irish breakfast in my life, that, and uh, that, was, that was where I went. That I mean, that Fado was our, first, was our first actual official episode. We did the yeah. pilot at the old... Oh, yes. Rest in peace. Hooligans Bar. Wow. Did we do the pilot there? You when, did. The pilot when, there. When was oh, this wow. exactly? I was there. I, 20, I only came in a few I, 2010. You're right. We did like a, that test episode. That's yes. right. I remember those pictures. Yeah. yeah. I, was there, I was there drinking, and I'm like, you what were. are you guys <laughs> doing? <laughs> yeah. that's, that's the best. That's right. What's even funnier What's is because the bar was actually closed. It was on a Sunday yes. night. Right? Yeah. It was not so open. like it was only like people that were either close to or and involved with the early beginnings of Massive Report. That were there, yeah. Man, or it was, dream. or it was just somebody or it was who random just random Matt. I, yeah, I literally just showed up, 
and I was just like, I'm going to get drunk now. And uh, they didn't say no. That's great. It was that's, hooligans. Like, that's like a yeah. good mafia movie where the bar is closed, but, you know, you're oh, still yeah. Oh, yeah. Court. When you can get into a closed bar and yeah. then do something, like anything, that's always fun. But especially if you can record a podcast, the nerdiest application of things to do in a closed oh, bar ever. Absolutely. My, that's what we did absolutely. multiple times. My this favorite. is the opposite of Bada Bing. Right. You know? This is, yes. This is just being the search engine. That's my all bing, it is. Just my, that. It's not even the good one. My favorite... Uh, 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 hooligans bar closed closed hooligans bar memory is after the bar had been shut down by the city but before they <laughs> lost the the keys and i i can say this now because the statute of limitations is up that's good um so because that was that was 2012 so it was definitely uh, the statute of limitations yeah. is definitely yeah, is definitely years. up at this point but um Dan Bidmead was in town for the first time he had ever come to town. Happy um, birthday, Dan Bidmead. Yeah, it's it Dan Bidmead's birthday today. To, and it's I talked, already yesterday when, if he yeah, ever listened to I also to talked it. to him uh, today on nice. the phone. Um, but he, uh, it was his first time in Columbus, his first time ever going to a crew game. He randomly, like, threw a dart at the, at the, the, the map of North America, and he decided he was going to support Columbus, and he showed up randomly, and Sam picked him up at the airport. <laughs> And we were Wonderful. closing Hendox after a crew game. I think it was an away game. It had to have been an away I game. I believe so, yeah. Yeah, and Hendox was closing. It was 2 in the morning, and John's like, all right, who wants to take the Brit to Hooligans? And everybody's hand just shot up. Sure. And so we were drinking at 4 in the morning. That's right. At the Hooligans at bar. A bar that had been at a bar that had been closed by the city. By the city Why? And it was... Why? Why was it closed by the city? Uh, some fire code oh, BS. Things like taking the... foreigners to the bar at 4 a.m. in the morning. I Where's think. this guy from? It wasn't. Yeah. He's, he's from I'm, London. Well, he's yeah. from Milton Keynes originally, yeah, but yeah. he lives in London. And he I'm, decided I mean, randomly to support the crew. Yes. Oh, yeah. He's still. <laughs> yeah. still he came once a year for like for yeah. seven years. Yeah, in a row. until, oh, until years like in a row. right before COVID. Yeah. Until he got like an adult big boy job where yep. he has to like fly all over the world <laughs> and like he's a videographer and he does all this other stuff. I'm going to visit him in October. I just just confirmed that. Uh, nice. Yeah, so I'm very excited about it. But yeah, so that's my that's my hooligans uh, after hours story. <laughs> hooligans had a lot of good stories. It was on a it was on a route we used to walk from Ruby Tuesdays up to the stadium and then cross the railroad tracks illegally. And we would always walk by these, like, vacant buildings. And at one point, everyone in the hooligans decided, that's where we should have a bar. So they did yeah. for a little while. And it was quite a, it was quite a heady time. Oh. So, like, now this is the old guy bad thing to do with crew fandom where it's like, <laughs> back in my day. But, like, that, that is back one of those when moments where people are like, you know what we should do? Have you guys checked out, you know, like, this bar, that bar? And it's like, yeah, no, I love those bars. And they're great. And Saucy's great and all that. And it's... It's something that then I have to remind myself, like, not everyone knows that there once was a bar just for, like, a certain supporters group. And how could you know that, right? If you're not, like, I, deeply steeped in this I am a weird firm, culture. I am a firm believer that nostalgia is a toxic impulse. It and is. That it you're is, right. It, it is. is. Things were not better when you were younger. They, they were, were just I'm in sure. your head better because you were younger. Yes. However, that was a very fun time in my life. That was same yes. here. That was and, a, so is, and so is Ruby's, by the way. Yes. Ruby's is oh my God, still yeah. a fun time. Hooligans was the first... MLS or supporter specific, not MLS specific, but MLS supporter specific bar I in think MLS. It's still the only one that ever yeah, I, has ever I think existed. there was a couple that have tried, but didn't even last as long. I mean, well, Hooligans it was it was because Hooligans was a private club. It was right. it was uh, it was like an Elks Lodge. It was yeah. it's, you had to or have the, a, or the uh, the the uh, Shamrock Club. Yeah, you yeah, had you to have, have a membership membership to join. It was a dollar to like it was it was yeah. there was no. 
membership process. Like it wasn't. That is no one definitely was excluded. not what was I was told. Test. I will never forgive the people who made. No, I'm just kidding. There was, a, there was no <laughs> I did way more to get into that bar than I guess I had to. Well, but it was really funny pool. that you got that tramp stamp. That was. It was quite the night to get that tattoo. I go. will never forget that. And uh, yes, all shout outs to John, Mil- John Wilmar Perez, whose name resides on my lower back for the rest of all eternity. Yeah. There you go. There you go. I love it. I love um, it. Just, just so you're aware, I'm sitting here with three former he- lead hosts of this podcast. Uh, Smitty was our first host of the Massive Report podcast. First and worst, right? No. Yes. And, and it was From before. When to when? Hold on, hold on. He, it was before he got big. Yeah. Oh, it was. It was before. I know I was physically big, but not uh, in the state of Columbus. <laughs> in the idea of the minds of Columbus, I was not physically big or mentally big. Or what anything. were you doing at the time? Um, I had worked previously or right around that time. I was working at a Christian radio station, which is that's the jump you make. Christian radio, massive report podcast. Yes. Now, was and, this was this music or were you? Yeah, it was giving a, sermons 88.7. You can go listen to them now. Radio, radio U. Oh, Radio 7. U. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, we played all the kind of Christian rock. Yeah. Yeah. But, who was your favorite band? Oh, uh, I liked uh, Under Oath and let's see, Switchfoot was good. If you don't say Five Iron Frenzy, you're dead. Five to me. Iron Frenzy, Reese <laughs> Roper, of course. <laughs> but then, no, I actually still to this day rock MXPX t-shirts. They're a punk band out of Seattle that I still. Oh yeah, MXPX. Can, I, can yeah. I swear? Are we allowed? To? You can. I still fuck Not with them. Not on this Christian That's what radio station. Yeah. yeah, we fucked with them back then, but they no one was allowed to say we fucked with them at yeah. the radio station. But we did. <laughs> we liked MXPX back then, and we still do. But no. So, but yeah. So I, I actually was working at a call center for BMW. I think for most of the time I was hosting this podcast. So this was my outlet. Because I had left that job and I was looking for another radio job, but I did a call center thing. Yeah. And then I, this was like my way to like stay in it and try to do something and hopefully. So I was bugging Bob Stein, who like founded Massive Report, for like a year, where we were. I was just like, come on, we got to do a podcast. And he's like, really? We're a blog. And I'm like, no, <laughs> damn it, I need this. This is for me. I don't you care about the, you. you I need future. this. I need an outlet. You, you had a revelation, so to speak. <laughs> no, I, I, I had say, a complete there, desperation. We had like a pre, we had a preseason meeting at my house of all of the writers. So like at that time, it was Patrick Gul'dan, it was uh, myself, it was Chris Lamacchia, it was Bob, it was I think Jason was coming on board to do yes. photos. Yes, he was. Uh, Smitty, Smitty was actually actually originally writing for us, and not we weren't doing any podcast or anything. And he had a whole presentation prepared on why we should do a podcast because <laughs> we had to very awesome. do it, put it on my TV. It. And awesome. then, so I still have a picture of like where all of us sitting around in my living room uh, yeah, we when were. we decided on and doing the podcast. And I remember you and your wife made some delicious food, and I remember that still always happens. Yes, yeah. always. Yes. yes, but always. Anytime you're at Sam's house, make good food. Yes, so great food. So, <laughs> but yeah, that was kind of the humblest of humble. Not that I started yeah. it, but more I was just bugging Bob enough that he was like, well, "All right, fine." I guess we should figure this out. And so, I, I, appreciate yeah, I, think, I didn't know about I forgot about the presentation. I guess I <laughs> really desperate is what that was. I may have even involved the Kinkos to make this. I don't know. Ooh. Like I don't know. Maybe I did. But yeah. So there we go. That's that's when I was on. That's quite a history. Yeah. I was the Johnny Carson to his Jack Parr. Oh, wow. uh, <laughs> so better is what you're saying. Absolutely better. That's no, just right. came around at the no, right time better, and then just refused better. to leave. Much better. <laughs> 
You see what That's I had good. to deal with? No, for you like got a you got a big boy you got a big boy adult radio job, and I had just stopped. <laughs> I did, I had just stopped deciding I wanted big boy adult radio jobs. For and those so, who don't know, I work at Adam and Eve Radio. Yes. It's an adult radio job. I know. <laughs> That's what we do now. So I will be here for all your plug. Wow. Needs. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, four hundred baby, four hundred years of this. The pilgrims have landed, and then we started a podcast. 400 years of... Ma- oh, no, it's 400 episodes. Sorry. Go ahead. Back to you. It's beautiful. That's beautiful. So, so between the two of you, it's like, uh, I don't know, 300 episodes? I don't know. How long have I, I been doing I don't think it was this? 300. No, it wasn't. three Because I stopped in 2016. I, was, I came and did Bart, one of these for the 300, right. I think. Yeah. yeah. And I wore Where we only... we got the jersey from... And, from yeah. The yeah, we got that jersey. And we dressed, and we dressed all as the characters from 300, right? Where we all had the little yeah. Spartan outfits and the yes. shields, no shirts on. Yeah. That was a great night. Uh, I, we I, were I going for Gladiator at Hendocks. Yeah. Also, RIP. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, how God, many, I know. How, how many, many bo- bars have we closed down? Three-Legged Two. Mare? Three-Legged Mare? Three-Legged Mare. Three-Legged Mare was more like a martini affair. Like, we were there for like five episodes. We were there, though. We were there in like a weirdly big way. For Like, they rolled out the red carpet and gave us like oh, yeah. a big status stage. They had yeah. way more attention than I thought would have ever been put on our little silly podcast. Three Legged Mare was where I was supposed to have my rehearsal dinner for my wedding, and then they closed like three weeks beforehand, and I had to uh, I had to punt the podcast very quickly. That closes bar. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it ruins I, Christian so, radio. Yeah, careers. that's right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Fado's still going strong. Yeah, no, Fado's, Fado's there, and Fado, we did a lot of episodes, and we, we kind did. of jumped over them. And like, honestly, not that not that it ever was at Ruby's, but it's been at Ruby's. It has been never, Ruby's will never die. No. Ruby's that will never die. No. no, that that is I, that place is held together by. Never mind, I can't say it's that no. Right. It's it's load bearing dust. It's all protein. <laughs> uh, everything you were gonna say is protein. It's all protein. <laughs> Just leave it at that. That's fine. That's good. That's, That's what my good. dietitian says I need. <laughs> so the, the two of you have been involved in this podcast in the early days. What what do you remember as far as like guests or just weird things that happened well, or. That I was back it. when Alexi Lawless liked me. Oh, he did? <laughs> at did least at one it? point. That's nice. Did you have Alexi Did you have Alexi on? We did. We, we had, had Greg uh, on. We no. had Alexi on. We had, we had Greg on. I thought we, we didn't had a... have Alexi. We did have um, Simon from uh, MLS. Simon Borg, Simon which was Borg. hilarious because oh. I made fun um, of him for a year and then he came on the podcast. Grant Rowan, everyone. Alexi said that he listened on Twitter. Alexi said that he listened to the podcast on Twitter. Yeah, and then I and then I just relentlessly made fun of him after that. Yeah, we did have Grant Rowan. Like on Twitter and on the podcast. Ariel Castillo, who's still a buddy of mine. Yeah, She's awesome. She's a great great follow on Twitter and she works for Man City. Wow. Oh, and we, I mean, going back prior to that, I mean, we had at the first guest I believe we ever had was Sir Duncan. Yes. Yep. And he came out to Fado, and I remember we sat in the little corner that they had us in. Yeah. Which was very fun, but also it was very cramped. Yeah. It was but very like, intimate. But Duncan just rolled in, and it was as if, like, a comic from the road was just hanging with buddies who were way less funny than him and then he he's just tremendous hammered just us. oh my he god just hammered he's... us for an hour and we were all crying laughing and just yeah. great and we would try to steer it into like a because i was very bad i still am at radio but back then i was even worse and so i would always be like but 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 seriously though how about 442 how do you do? And he would be like oh mate fuck I off can, and then I can like go right back to the archives. i can go back to the archives and guarantee that that's not there 
No, I'm sure it's not. Like, but he was he was great. He was awesome. And Duncan was always a great guest, no matter what. Gino was always a fantastic. Gino Padula well, was such Duncan a good guest. Duncan would go vouch with the other guys. For right. Us. He yeah. would then be like, "Who do you want to have on?" And then go to the team and be like, "Hey, come with me. At, We're doing this." And at, then he would have him at on. one point at Fado, there was a celebrity bartending event at the same night. Like we did our podcast on Sunday afternoon, and there was a celebrity bartending event with the crew that evening. And I think we had. Chad, Danny. Oh, yeah, we had a bunch uh, of guys that night. Uh, a bunch of guys, like, just that night that Duncan went, went literally got them from behind the bar. I come down here in front of a microphone. I mean, we had Frankie on, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. We had, Frankie would randomly show up in Fra- the early days yes. of the podcast. And just That's what he used on. to do on my radio show. He lived across the street, mm-hmm. and I told him, anytime you want to come in, yeah, yeah, come in. And he would knock on the window, I'd let him in. We had uh, one morning. We had girls in That's the big the problem. Ten. You, it, you the, invited the play, him in the Playboy issue. Okay, <laughs> and nice. they were on for like five minutes, and he shows up with his boots on, laces untied, shorts, a hickory shirt, a hat, a box of Captain Crunch mm-hmm. that okay. he was just dipping into dry. Yeah, all sounds, all sounds before, so far. Before this all tracks. There <laughs> were these two beautiful young ladies sitting in the studio, and there was another chair, and he just rolls in with his Captain Crunch and sits down and takes over. And yeah. he's eating his Captain Crunch and working these two ladies. Eating it into the microphone, he, I'm assuming. Met, yeah, before he'd met his lovely wife, which, right. by the yeah. way, we, went across, we used to go across the street and knock on his window, and we would play a game on the air. Is Frankie with a woman or not? <laughs> and we would have one person call and say, you're yes. And yeah. they would, yes, I'm going to win. And the other person was like, I'm not going to win. I have no chance. Yeah, 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 or right. you don't know. So we'd send my partner across the street with a cell phone. He'd knock yeah. on the window. Every time there was someone there. And the last time we played the game was his lovely wife. <laughs> I hope I'm not embarrassing anyone. Go ahead. At this point, he who got, cares? He got called into the office and told... You're not doing that kind of thing on the radio anymore, Frankie. And then he got married, and the rest is history. But he literally lived across the street from the station. That's hilarious. So did Mark McCullers basically like start his marriage? Is that how this works? I, whoever whoever I, called I, him in was like, you we, can't do this game anymore. He's like, all right, well, I guess we're just now tape. you live here, and we're just together. <laughs> we're getting married yeah, now. I have tape in my house of us interviewing this woman who became his wife. Yes. And, and I'm like... Do you realize what you're getting yourself into? Oh. She goes, oh, I think she, he's, he's really cool. He's really, he's I, go, really I cool. understand yeah. he is really cool. <laughs> but is, do you She's under- an absolute trooper. Yes. Absolutely. She, she is, is a an lovely angel. woman. Of course. So it's funny how all that worked out. But Girls of the Big Ten, he was there. It was like <laughs> that he probably showed up for that on time more than he did practice at any point in his life. I, uh, it's amazing. My favorite Frankie Haddock story, and I don't remember if I've told this on the show before. I don't think I've ever told you this story before. Oh, okay, um, great. This was in 2009 or 2010. It was Black, Black Monday was 2011, so it was 2010. It was the last year before the, the you know, kind of the roster, quote-unquote, reorganization and Frankie going to L.A., um, and I am at the, uh, we went to the, the crew versus Chicago game, uh, drank copious amounts of alcohol, and then found out that not only was the crew staying at our hotel, um, but also the national team was playing Poland the next day at Soldier Field, and they were staying at our hotel. <laughs> and so the that entire Columbus crew team and the entire U.S. men's national team oh, are no. all in the bar 
as I walk in, half a bottle of Jaeger and oh, way too no. many beers drunk. And oh. I sit down at the bar, and Frankie Haddock, who I'd never met at that point, <laughs> ever, sits down next to me, and he's like, he sees I'm wearing a cruise shirt, he goes, hey, bro, kind of bummer about the game, like, 2-2 draw, and I'm like, I'm like, yeah, you know, it is what it is, you know, you guys, you guys played well, like, I'm like, I'm like, it's Frankie Haddock, I've never talked to this guy before, and then I just, all of a sudden, look at him, and I realize how much I've had to drink, and then I realize everyone that's around me, and I just look at him, and I go, excuse me, Frankie Haddock, I have to go throw up now. <laughs> And I just kick open the door at this, like, really nice hotel in the bar. Kick open the door, and just apparently everybody in the bar could hear me. Mm, great. And then I notice that there's four or five guys coming to kick me out of the hotel I'm staying at. And I oh, go, no. I'm going to go drink somewhere else now. And yeah. I left. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what a moment. You have to, you have to leave. When I know. All that I know. There. You could have talked to anyone. I know. I thought I was going to get kicked out of the hotel. And Frankie. they did not have my name or my information. And uh, apparently right. Frankie bought me the Guinness that I had. So thanks, Frankie. That's, that's <laughs> total top class for Frankie. Because that's what he, he would always share whatever he could. Yes, of course. Oh, he, of yeah, course. I mean, he was always great. Top guy and a complete mutant. Oh, yes. As yes. far yeah. as, like... Kyle Martino at Bonnaroo, actually, after Kyle retired, he finally got to go to Bonnaroo and see fish, mm-hmm. which he was very excited about. Oh, that's cool. During Bruce Springsteen, I'm sitting in a field with Kyle Martino and his brother, and we're passing around a flask of tequila, mm-hmm. and he's telling old war stories. And he goes, yeah, I remember Frankie once. We, uh, the national team, we got called in for training in Portland. And the first night, Frankie goes, all right, 10 before 10 club. And I was like, what's the 10 before 10 club, Frankie? 10 beers before 10 o'clock. <laughs> Call time for training the next day was 6 a.m. Oh, and Everybody joined the 10 before 10 club, and everybody showed up at training, obviously feeling awful, awful. except for Frankie Hayden. Yes. I've never seen a man run like that. I mean, his fitness level was off. Oh, top notch. Yeah. You know, didn't he do like quad expressos before for training every day? At least. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. It was like, you know, the stories that people will tell or they'll make like folk songs about like there once was a man who blanked and blanked. Yeah. And oh, you're Frank- like, no way that guy, ever, that guy didn't exist. Some guy in the 1800s just made this character up. And it's like, yeah. no, they're, they're like, we would have, we should be doing that about Frankie Hayek. Frankie like, Hayek is the John lord. Henry of our time. Yes, absolutely yes. right. Uh-huh. Yes. Uh-huh. Yes. Yeah. He moved that I mean. damn mountain. That's what oh, I'm saying. God. Yeah. Yeah. I'm <laughs> saying like, he's a folk hero. Like yes. we should have, someone should be writing acoustic songs about him right now. Yes. Yes. Why is it not happening actually? It's, it's like, I would love You're listening to this podcast and you want to submit songs. Go ahead. Send them to massivereport at gmail.com. There if you, you need go. help with lyrics, I, I can't write music, but I'll help you with lyrics. We'll mm-hmm. find something that rhymes. I can't attest to Jonathan T-Bone Smitty Smith is writing chops. <laughs> there should be a side. There's got to be a lot of words that rhyme Schmitty with beer. Smith. A lot of words <laughs> right. that rhyme with beer, right? Yeah. We beer should be good. Coffee. That's there right. should be a scientific <laughs> study done of this guy. Yes. yes. He holds secrets to uh, living forever or something. Yeah. I think it was like. Like I, I remember, like an article about his beep test for oh, for yes. national team games and how he'd like literally blow everybody out of the water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he was he's yeah. ridiculous. And if Everyone. you followed him around with a camera, you how is this guy doing this? Because 
he was a man of the people and still is. He likes to go out and have a good time. Yeah. yeah. You know? Well, and I'm sure many people could tell stories like this, but among all those stories that we always tell about his fitness level or his ability to have a drink or whatever, or his generosity with the drinks oh, and all that course, stuff yeah. too, and all those other fun stories, which there are plenty of, I also will never forget the time where a few years ago we were at Easton and my kids are with me and we walk in and it's, you know, ring the bell time, put some money, or holidays, you know, for the mm -hmm. Salvation Army. And sure enough, walk into one of the main entrances and who's there? Frankie Haydick. And I see him and I'm like, Frankie, what's up? You know, and he's like, oh, hey, man. And then my kids are there and we talk for maybe 12 seconds. And then he's like, okay, kids. Are you playing soccer yet? And they're like, yeah, because they're both doing youth soccer. He's like, all right, do you know this drill? And he just starts <laughs> doing drills and puts on a little coaching clinic for the yeah. kids. And then another kid shows up, and he's like, oh, hey, little man, here you go. Here's the ball. Let's go. Let's one, two, one, two. And, like, and I, like, for a year after that, my oldest would still be like, Dad, I'm going to do the Frankie Haydick drill out in the backyard. And she would just go out. And all it was was just, like, tapping the ball back and forth between your feet. Yeah. But, like, that's what she associated with Frankie Haydick was just, like, instantly was immediately on their level not too big for that not like a celebrity kid, at just all just one a of the most genuinely kind and real yeah. human oh, absolutely. beings absolutely. like like a hundred take the piss out of him all we want to oh, for, for sure. you know all that sort of stuff because it's fun yes, and because yes. he would also like laugh about it but sure. but just genuinely oh. he would he would he would be embarrassed if we if we talk tell all of the uh the good things amazing the, kind yes. things that he's, he's done for he's so many best. people but well, we should i he's feel i feel yes. that this is another book idea for one mr steep sir yes oh, oh yeah, yeah for the sure. frankie hayduck biography oh my god yeah it just it just reads like fear and loathing in las vegas <laughs> <laughs> yeah i can see the cover right now well you, i was he, i was 100 miles out of chicago when the quad espresso kicked yeah, in he's, <laughs> he's in the shotgun seat matt and you're driving <laughs> No, that's it. You have them take You're a driving road. driving through the desert. You, oh put, you put Steve and Frankie, I'll be the driver of this yeah. Winnebago, right. and put them in the back and just set I'll a voice recorder down. And that's and then we drive to the Grand Canyon or something. Frankie runs up and down it and yeah. then comes back in you, and gives us his you, life story. Yeah. You, I think that's you great. Also, you you got to continue that that drive and go all the way to the coast yes. so that him and Sir can surf together. Yes. Like, yes. yes. Or yes. tandem. Yes. Like, it doesn't like matter, that. but somebody's got to surf surfing. in this thing. Yes. I do remember one of the other uh, most fun Frankie Hedick stories was this was um, – it was it was the year he came back. It was the year that, that L.A. Um, – it was a year after LA won the MLS Cup because it was yes. a year he came back to be brand ambassador. And Alex from La Trevina got a hold of me and he was like, hey, um, we're doing this thing where we're just going to go around with Frankie Haydick on a trolley for the entire day. Are you off work? And I'm like, yeah, sure, why not? And so I met him at, you know, when Cafe Del Mundo was still open. I met him there and we just jumped on a trolley with Frankie and just a bunch of, it was like some front office people and a few other like, like supporters group people. Um, I can't remember who all was there, but... I do remember that we just kept driving around places in Chicago, hang, or in, excuse me, in Columbus, hanging up scarves all over the place. And then we ran into Bruce Arena at the North Market, and Frankie scarved him. <laughs> <laughs> and Bruce is like, oh, Frankie, Frankie, you can't do this. And, and it was very... Frankie yeah. can't. What year was it that he, he was playing for L.A.? I want to say it was... I can't remember now. Well, he showed up. He randomly showed up at a crew event. Oh, it was it was Christmas Eve at Fourth Street, mm -hmm. and Frankie's still playing for LA, and he just shows up. 
Did he only play for <laughs> LA the one year and then retired? No, I think he played two did years. He, did he two? Okay. He played one year yeah. and then he played the next year and they won MLS Cup and that then was, he retired after right. that. That's right. right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But this was while he was playing for so LA. He randomly shows up and everything was pretty much crew. He had a, within like five seconds, he had a shirt and a scarf on. Oh, yeah. And taking pictures with everybody. Oh, and yeah. it was just yeah. like. That, that's, I just wish, and, and I guess I could sum it up like this with Frankie. You know, like, you see him if you go to any games. If you've gone to any games the last, what, dozen years, you've seen him, well, 10 years, you've seen him running out on the field with a hometown hero mm-hmm. and hyping up the crowd. And I, I bet you there are a good amount of people, sadly, who just see that and go, oh, that's like, you know, the, the guys who do the sledgehammer, or the sledgehammer, well, the, the jack the jackhammer. Jack jack yeah. the you were close. Yeah. yeah, it's well. Either way, it shouldn't happen. But whatever. <laughs> well, Alex is not here to support that argument. I also well, agree with you. Yeah, I also agree with you. No, but, but like, uh, or, or like, you go to a Jackets game. There's the guys that fire the cannon and the Pepsi people that walk around and throw. Yeah, stuff he's like crowd. an experienced guy. Yeah, and it's like, oh, this is just like that fun guy who loves to do that. And it's like, man, I wish people understood. He's a top twenty player in U.S. national team history. Absolutely. He's, he's yeah. a, like one of the greatest players that this country's ever had Absolutely. and yet this guy every week is like I'm cool to just be no, whatever this humble. team wants me to do yeah. he's a champion yeah he's a legend and and so yeah we could talk about him probably all night we could do the whole podcast good fisherman that. too from what I understand yeah. yes what, throw a line on the wall getting texts from him about like a muskie he texted me once about it he caught a muskie basically in his backyard like cause there's an offshoot of one Hoover? of the one of the, no not Hoover Alum yeah. yeah there's yeah. a there's a tributary or something that runs back where he is or something and he just likes to go back there and fish and he pulls out this muskie that was at least the length of like your leg jeez and it was just huge and I'm like well, how did you catch this and he's like just stand on the bank dude I fish here all the time dude and I'm just like you really caught this and he had like dozens of pictures and I'm I'm just firing tasers into the water bro he's texting me he's like you seem like you might know what to do with this what should I do do I call someone is this a record I'm like I don't know I mean I I, I fished a little bit but it looks big and so then yeah it was it was just hilarious but he's yes he loves to he just loves whatever he likes he loves yeah you know there's yeah. no in between with that. oh totally. I do want to um, just a different crew legend, but but just get it on the on the bar on the you know random bar stories is um, the fact that until he passed away, every single Thursday before the Sounders played in Columbus, and every Thursday that he uh, that he was the coach, Ziggy Schmidt would go to Ruby Tuesday and watch yep. whatever MLS game was on, and if there wasn't an MLS game on, he would just come in on Thursday and drink. Yes, uh, and, and, and that buy, was and buy for everyone. Yeah, and buy. Yeah, yeah. Wow, uh, that Just was that such was such a generous guy. It was one of those, uh, you know, secrets like open secrets, I guess, if you were a regular at Ruby's, that you just knew Siggy was going to be there on on a That's Thursday beautiful. before before the game, and that was always. Did you ever have him on? No, no, he, we never. He had already left. Yeah. We started right, the podcast right. in 2010. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, he had already left by then. Time but we goes did by have, so fast. It's we did have Brian Bliss and Robert Warziha and. I think that was it. I don't think we ever got. Um, and no one from ownership ever. Well, no, no, no. Yes. Well, no, uh, you no go, I'm oh, retconning. Oh. Matt, I'm retconning. That's right. That's right. We did not have anybody from not ownership. Not anybody who should have ever. owned this team ever. You're right. Ever. Not never had anybody that should have owned the Columbus Crew. We did have the Wait, MLS Cup on our podcast table yes. at least once. 
And Crew we, Cat was murdered in front of our crew eyes, cat which was, was weird. No, he wasn't murdered. He was, <laughs> he was, kid, oh, he's he was resurrected. It was, it was like Jesus. He was, yeah, he was, he was, he was resurrected, resurrected. I'm and catnapped. Back yeah. to Radio U. That's here. right. Uh, he was yeah. resurrected <laughs> and catnapped within the same episode. And you should have seen Alex Stanek's eyes. <laughs> catnapped. Right. Catnapped. Very and good. And then uh, we did have the supporter serial. The we old did, yes. and the new one. Yes. Um, anything else? Uh, well, we didn't mention one guy that was one of my personal favorite. Whoops! As I hit the microphone, like a total amateur. One, of, one of my favorite gets that we ever had on the podcast was in that year where they were getting us a bunch of guys at Fado. We finally got Guillermo to come on the show. Yes. Guillermo Barrascoloto, nice. obviously, yeah. for a lot of us who watched the crew in the mid two thousands, you know that that era was kind of when a lot. At least I got into the team. And so that was like, it was Brian McBride and then him, you yeah. know, for me. And so that, having him come on, and Gino came on too, and I think kind of helped with translation. Yeah. And I remember, because I'm talking to, because now by this point I knew the lore. I knew that he had played at Boca Juniors. I knew he was this humongous celebrity in South America. And he's sitting in a bar in Columbus with me, and I'm talking to a guy that, like, no one that I know from my like family and stuff would have maybe really understood just what they might have known he's a crew player, but they wouldn't really yeah. process how big of a deal this was. So I'm just freaking out about something that no one but me and him really knows how crazy this is. He knew more than I did how crazy it is that he was doing it and he was still there, which <laughs> yeah. is a testament to him. But, but then the first time I asked him a question, I just remember him kind of looking at Gino and then Gino saying, and I'm like waiting for the translation to occur. And then he was just like, Oh, and then, like, and just gave an answer back in Spanish, and then Gino translated. And I'm like, okay, I didn't completely blow it with the legend. Like, this is cool. And then it went, you know, so it was like, all right, this this validated a little bit that, like, all right, we're doing something cool here. And then the rest of the interview was cool, and he was great and super generous and signed anything anybody wanted when they came by. People were there, like, leaning over every table and bar. It was packed for that one, I feel mm-hmm. like, when yeah. we put that out there. And that's really what's changed is that – that the players were out everywhere back yeah. in the day. Yes. Yeah. Yep. And MLS has gotten bigger, and they've kind of closed those doors, really. I mean, it's it's hard for me. To, I gave up trying to get players on my show, and I'm as big a fan in radio here mm-hmm. in town as anyone. And I would have players coming on, not book. John Harks used to come in. Yep. Right, Kyle yeah. Martino would bring his guitar in and play, oh, yeah, right. nice. play hippie songs for me. <laughs> and it was a, it was a, going back to Coach Fitzy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, another one. What a beautiful another human legend. being he was. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I miss him every day. He's such, he was such a great guy. He would come. We did, we did an April Fool's joke where, and, and Fitzy and Kyle and uh, Brian McBride agreed to participate where Bry was traded to the LA Galaxy because his wife had been accepted to the USC law school. We made up some sort of bullshit story. And it went over because both Bry and Coach Fitzy participated. And people were like, what? It was a different time. And yeah, I understand, yeah, yeah. you know, they're trying to be more professional and more yeah. like the other big sports leagues. But th- this innocence has been lost yeah and I, I i think you're onto something with that too for a lot of us who have maybe been fans or watchers of the league or the teams like we remember 
some of us remember like when you had a shot clock in MLS games. And so for a lot of people, it was like, oh, this is all just fun and we're having a good time. Like this is, let's not get too work, you know. And then as the mid-2000s, this team finally, or 2002, they win the U.S. Open Cup, which we just got to see. That was really cool, the team to celebrate that, as they should. A lot yeah. of those alumni back in town yeah. this week. Mm-hmm. But then 08, you know, they win a champ. They win two Sporter Shields. They win MLS Cup. They, you know, really look like a team that is to be reckoned with. And then, of course, they go away from that. They have to then rebuild. And so I think that's when a fan base starts to say, all right, are we going to have standards? We're going to be excited about this team. We're going to be passionate. Or are we just going to go back to, like, hey, it's goofy and fun. And, you know, like, and I think it was really interesting to see how the league has changed and how the fans have changed with all that. But you're right. There is something you lose when it's, like, Brian McBride was a U.S. men's national team legend. And then there were a lot of guys, too, like Mike Clark and Lapper and those guys. Dante Brian Mazenov. Mazenov. Yeah, yeah, these are all great soccer players. There's nothing yeah. taken away from them. But at that time, their exploits were not really as well known. Now, you have a guy coming in for $10 million transfer fee. Yeah. I mean, the eras we're all talking about, the whole team wasn't making $10 million. Yeah. And that's just a fee to bring a guy in now Yeah. in MLS. So. It's naturally going to change, and I'm glad it's changing because we all ultimately want the league to get bigger and better, and the team to get to be right at the forefront of that. Oh yeah, there were there so were you can't. Ben- so I, I guess I'm saying can't be selfish and say like, ah, I wish it went back because then it would mean the league is different. And there were know. bench players making making ten dollars an hour when yes. when in on yes. the 2018. Yeah. There were there were bench yeah. players like making twenty thousand like, dollars a yeah, year. Yeah, which yeah. it's like yeah you Pro don't wanna, athletes. Yeah, you don't want to see that come back. No, you know what of I mean. Like not. that's. I think the the dynamic still between <laughs> MLS play like the dynamic the fan to player MLS dynamic is very different than anywhere else in the rest of the world. Even at its current state, which we lament because we've seen it before, like back in '08 when I first started, and when when other people came in, we had a lot of leeway, I'll call it, um, and the relationship was very different. But even now, it's still more players here are more accessible to fans than in any other top level league anywhere in the world. And I mean anywhere, not just in Europe, not just in Asia, but I mean anywhere in the world. The dynamic here in MLS is very different. And that's a that's a good thing for MLS and for the level of sport it is amongst the top leagues in, in the U.S. Well, it's definitely. I mean, like, like they just did the the meet the team thing yesterday yeah. at at the old stadium, um, historic Crew Stadium two, uh, and uh, the the other one's real big. They still have a football team that plays there. Oh, yeah. okay. Um, <laughs> I like. I was like, is that where he's going? Really? <laughs> Took me a second. Um, <laughs> Can't play soccer in the other one anymore. I know. No. I know. Damn you, Double A deck. Tiny, tiny, fi- tiny field. Double A deck cheaped us out of a World Cup. That's right. I had a problem with that. Hashtag tiny field. Mr. Mr. Sports talk over there. I hate. I know. No arguments for me. I'm mad as hell. Um, Let's put some natural grass in there while we're at it. Yeah. But I, um, but, but there was, that was a huge, so I, I went to the, the Capybaras match yesterday and I was uh, tailgating, but the entire, I mean, it was full. It was, it was really cool to see that level. pretty packed. All these people with their kids and getting all these autographs. And then a bunch of people stayed for the match. Which was really cool too, because you know people just getting to kind of experience that. Um, the one thing I'll say um, that stadium hasn't been used for the first team in now about a year, cleaner than the 2018 opener. Yeah, 
right? Less. <laughs> I didn't see any mildew or mold on the stairs. It's amazing how that yeah, works. All the bathroom doors still work. Bathroom doors bathroom all doors worked. Are uh, there was soap. There was toilet paper. Um, the condiment station had condiments on it. Yeah, it's weird. I'll just pause real quick. You don't have to comment. You don't have to add to any of this, but that stupid team out in the Western Conference better not win a goddamn thing this year because I'm going to be really pissed. Uh, I, if keep, they, yep. I keep kind of glancing at the You don't want to look. I it's keep, not I a thing to look at. I keep glancing at the table. Don't going, look at it. LAFC got, will take care of it. What's going on here? They got L- LAFC they played a, a hell of a game against New York yesterday. I know they did. Oh, <laughs> yeah. but I don't want them to do anything. So <laughs> let's stop. Not. I don't I, – again, not the rival. I don't want a rivalry. I don't care. Just – yeah, can't, they're, can't they're, win a thing. They cannot yeah. win a damn thing, please. Yeah, um, in the same way that I mean, I also don't consider Cincinnati a rival because Cincinnati no, has, to, to, you have to, has to win first. Yeah, um, <laughs> they've know. won three Our, wooden spoons, Matt. What else do you want? <laughs> I'm just saying. I had a conversation with Jim Bach about the fact that uh, I consider the Dayton Dutch Lions a bigger rival than <laughs> they did. They than did the Cincinnati Cyclones. This, I was killed oh, Eddie you Gavin. beat me to it. I was going to say, uh, so does Eddie Gavin. Yeah, they killed Eddie Gavin. Sorry, Morgan Hughes, to bring that up again. I do. We were talking about this the other day, and it was like I think that honestly, our biggest two rivals, or our biggest rival right now in the Eastern Conference is Toronto. Because the only of our quote unquote traditional rivals that have won anything in forever. That's right. And they they just put an, two guys from Italy on the field that yeah. may be complete difference makers in evidence of what they did to our next opponent, Charlotte, yeah. on Saturday. Of all people, Michael Bradley. Scores a brace, yeah, and they win four to nothing. Move. So Toronto is buried. Well, they brought back Caillou, so it makes sense. Yeah. That's come back on TV. He's playing again, like he can play soccer. So that's good. It's all full circle. Yeah. This is really well, nice. it might be too late for them. We don't have to play them again, but it's kind of eyebrow raising. And it, and it's sort of like what we're seeing now mm-hmm. is like one player with us can make a huge difference. Yeah. You didn't so much see it on Saturday. Big picture, though. I want to ask you about that because on Saturday, so I have a buddy uh, who often he's a he's a Caleb Porter hmm, what's the right word? lover. No, oh, he lover. is he's oh, a huge Caleb Porter a Caleb supporter. Okay. He's a Porter Support, a a Porter supporter. A yes. Porter yeah, supporter. Yeah, and so it feels like a T-shirt waiting to happen. <laughs> go ahead, make it happen, someone. All, All right, right, Morgan. Yeah. <laughs> so. Anyway, he constantly, like, in the last few weeks since Cucho came into the lineup, has been like, what do you have to say about Porter now? And I'm like, well, I mean, give anybody in this league a $10 million player, I would hope they look – I hope their tactics work better. But, yeah, good. They're starting yeah. to play well. And so then I saw him this week. It's only been a day this week that I've seen him, but uh, complete silence. Complete silence. <laughs> and I, and I'm, I'm waiting, should I, like, ask, like, hey, wh- what about all the tactics that got fixed? Like, you know, because it, it did start to look a little bit this past week like we saw some things we've seen pre-Cucho. And so now I'm wondering if that's just a one-time blip, if that was just everyone not being on their game that day, or do the does the league catch up to the tactics and start adjusting the player and then the tactical issues remain? That's, I, think, I guess, my question. I think it looked like we put a bunch of really good soccer ideas into a bag of Scrabble tiles, and then we picked them out in no particular order yes. whatsoever because we did have what I thought were kind of flashes of, oh, this looks like we have some sort of plan, but as a cohesive unit, it was, I'm really glad the defense stepped up. Um, it had to be, because yeah. it because it, it was genuinely, there were flashes of like, oh, this might be something, but it wasn't a it never built to anything. It was it was very. I mean, it was a scrappy game. 
which is good. I don't have a problem with that. And it seemed like we wanted it, but it didn't seem like we were actually gonna gonna win. At any no, no. <laughs> well, you know what? There were there was like a, a stretch in the like. It was I think right after uh, Pedro Santos had that volley that came like across the box and he side volleys it and then the save gets made. Great save by their keeper. Mm-hmm. And then rebound bounces up and I think was it Zellerion tried to head it in. Yeah. yeah. And it just yeah. missed and kind of the net. No, they cleared it off of the line. Oh they yeah. oh that's right. They cleared yeah. it off the line. That's right. And that's so right. then after and then after that, that was the moment where I'm like, we're not scoring a goal today, are we? No. Like I'm just in my head I'm like, we're not scoring a goal. That's just what's gonna happen. There's, and then there's one thing right. one thing I'm gonna say real quick about this game. One, it's Bruce Arena and this didn't surprise me whatsoever of how he set up his his team to play for that game. But again, you got to give a lot of credit to their goalie because there was. No, he made some great saves. Um, he did. In the second half, the Lucas had a great Croatia. shot. He was good. That, I mean, he is nice. He is a tall, tall human. And other goalies would not have gotten to Pedro's shot. They wouldn't have gotten to Lucas's shot. So you got to give a lot of credit to that. I think the rest was just the frustration of how can we get the ball past this damn goalie? Well, no. and, I, and I felt like in the first. Certainly in the first half, I was going to say the first 30 minutes, maybe even the first half, like, there was much more willingness. Like, I love Luis, Luis Diaz is, like, rejuvenated ever since Cucho came in. I know the whole team kind of has been. Cucho is literally coaching him on the field. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. It feels like, it's, yeah. It's fantastic to watch him, like, just start to reopen up again after I thought, uh-oh, well, that's, you know, that's kind of not going to happen. But seeing in the first half multiple guys taking shots from outside the box, outside the 18 trying to like put something on frame something we've all been screaming like stop passing it around just like take a shot be adventurous try something mm-hmm. and so i'm not mad at that approach but second half it did feel like then it went back into like okay let's pick them apart around the 18 and try to work the perfect pass and then once they started doing that too that was another like furthering of my theory that they're not going to score a goal are they and then it just kind of kept going all the way but no. they had their chances the whole way through the game just it- couldn't couldn't get one it's time for Lucas to stop taking corner kicks. I could be okay with that. I'm I, fine I, with that. I would love for Pedro to take them. Mm-hmm. Lucas is a great player. Yeah. And he's wonderful at the whole, all the skills that you would want. He's a terrible corner kick taker. Mm-hmm. And that needs to stop. I don't know if he insists on taking him. I don't know if it's a thing. It might be thing. a thing, right? It, it, it might be. I it, mean, in the second half, for a second, it looked like Pedro was going to go take one of those corner kicks, and then he goes, gets a ball, puts it down, and then he sees Lucas coming, and he just and he, it literally pulled the defense because they thought they were going to play a short corner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then he yeah. leaves it to Lucas, and then they all back back up again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I wonder if with that, and I, maybe someone who's smarter at soccer could explain this to me because I don't know the answer. I've always wondered why teams don't put their best, like, long-distance shooter Thank out you. at the top of the 18 or beyond yep. and work to basically get your guys to nod one back That's because what, no one's trying to stop exactly that. Exactly yeah. what and I was let, just and thinking. And then Milan Morosevic style? Yeah, yeah. Right. right. Absolutely. The ball, good, the yeah, ball good comes out of the wash, comes yes. out of all the, the, the humanity in front of the goal, and Lucas pounds a half volley into the back of the net. Yeah. And Doesn't that like, make more just, sense? I mean, I know it's hard to head the ball down in a way that then he has to run onto it and right. nail it. But my God, the chaos in front of the net, as long as no one's off. But then the other thing is everybody probably offside. I will like say this. Cucho actually did it a couple of times in the second half. And the other couple of times that we got corners, he stayed in the back post, which is something that we never do. Yeah. So at least he had the idea, but they're, not, they're so not used to playing it that way that it didn't it's it just it's not yeah. there I think 
I literally give him like five games yeah. to kind of like at least yeah. get some figuring some out. Sort of cohesive and I think we yeah. got a little spoiled early because he scored four goals. Oh, in like sure. Yeah, that's a minute and a half. Minutes. Yeah. It's not right. going to be at that pace. If, if I mean, I think, I don't know what you guys have, but I'll ask this question. For him, do you think the expectation this year is like 10 goals? That would be ridiculous and we would all take it. Or have your expectations changed because – well, shoot, he scored this many four right off the bat. Like, I think people are going to figure out how to defend him, but I think that what that's going to do is take pressure off of a lot of our other our other players, and I think that his presence on the field is going to create more opportunities. Um, I would love to see him 10, 12 goals would be great, you know, something along those lines, and give us a good run into the playoffs. I think that that's the biggest thing. Is that yeah, I feel that's like true. I don't necessarily care what the season total is. I care about in the playoffs. Exactly. There and then and according the to um, the new MLS forecast that Nate Beckman put out, as mm-hmm. opposed to just the, the crew forecast, um, the most points that we can get um, by the end of the season is 69. So that's nice. That is very nice, <laughs> and we need to stay Thank you yes. for that. Just, right just on that. Win, just win they, through. I'm they, fine with that. That's exactly yeah, right. Yeah. Thank you for that. Going back to adult radio, is that what we're doing? Okay. Yes. I don't know. Yes. Man, we've covered a lot of, a lot of different I'm formats I'm old enough to here. vote. <laughs> Allegedly. A couple of things I saw that I liked was I thought Marlon Harrison played a very good game. Mm-hmm. And I loved the energy that Mohamed Farsi brought off yeah. the bench. Yeah. Um, that ball he played to Cucho was not to Cucho's liking. He mm-hmm. was frustrated. But I like that he looked to play that direct ball. Mm-hmm. And it was a smart play, and it was a, it was a ballsy play. He's, mm-hmm. a, he's a kid. He's just trying to make his bones yeah. here in this league. Kid from Canada who was on crew two, and he's making stuff happen. Yeah. yeah. Very yeah. fast, very athletic, seems smart. And confident, mm-hmm. and I like seeing that. I would like to see him on the field more. Yeah, I, I like the idea, especially with the Cappies, that now we're getting to a point where there's solidly three or four guys already that you can say will be contributors to the 18, if not always starters. But like, if you can get one or two legit guys that are in the 18 every week out yeah. of that every season. That's that's all I think you can ask for out of Crew Two. For they me. are they are lighting that league on they are fire. They're destroying that. Four one win over yeah. New smoke, England yeah, Two. New I was there. Too. It was fantastic, and it, it's one of those where every single game that I go to. I mean, they had a couple. They had the Rochester game. They didn't play super well. A couple other ones, but they've only lost two games this season. That's insane. Incredible. And as um, we talked about last week here, you guys weren't here. A lot of clubs are not taking this league seriously at yeah. all and they are way behind us yeah yes. and that's in the long run especially that's a huge mistake oh, that's yeah. what i'm saying like the, you're going to have seasons like last imagine if you had what we have now in crew two last year yeah i don't know that you make the playoffs with that but it's definitely i think better it's definitely an open-ended question you've got, as to you've how got options and, and if you have a bunch of you know knock on wood that you have a bunch of people that go down on injuries or whatever that you've got you've got people that can fill holes and you're not scrambling around trying to figure out what's going in their game ready they're not right. necessarily mls ready but you yeah. know at least they're at least they're, they're playing meaningful yeah they're yeah. fit and they're playing meaningful meaningful games which is and you don't have to recall them from pittsburgh Right, they're you playing know. a system that's tailored to what the crew are going to be yes. playing. They are not going to be unfamiliar. Huge. They plug right in and know what they're expected to do. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, I think we've gotten a huge jump in the league with this. Yeah. And in five years, 
especially, it's going to pay dividends. You, you work. I, I think we're going to develop, maybe not a star, but we're going to develop players that are constant contributors to the first team. Yes, agree. 100%. I think that's right. And it's because yeah. we, from the start, took this seriously. Yeah. And some of our rivals are not taking it seriously is at there, all. Do we know what the trophy is that you win in this league? Or do you, it's, it's a giant two. <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's, I know there's playoffs. That's We were having okay. this discussion. Yeah. There is the top four teams in each in the, each conference make the playoffs. Um, so we're obviously like kind of wedged in there right now. Um, after I didn't see what the Western Conference teams did, we, we were a point behind um, – Northern Texas and two points behind Tacoma, but they also one had two games in hand, one had one game in hand on on Columbus too, and Columbus too is by far leading the Eastern Conference, and and it's by a stretch. Um, I mean, this is the nice thing is we might have uh, we might have some extra playoff games to go That'd to because be it is yeah. not a neutral yeah. site. It is it oh, is great. top top teams host. I love it, and uh, I'd love to go see a couple playoff games at Hunt Park. You know, if if they do make that big two trophy thing a thing, I think we get it cast in silver and call it the Sterling Deuce. <laughs> that's I, that's what we go for. I think it we're, should be. We're hoisting the Sterling Deuce today, boys. I think it should be a gold bust of Frankie Haduk, <laughs> but with him doing the Ghostbusters two yes. piece. That's right. Yes, that's I it. I think that would be. That's it. Yes. That should be the trophy the right trophy. there. Sterling Deuce, but it does have to have a cup on top because we need to be able to drink out of it. Yes, right. Of Everyone needs exactly. to be able to drink a big out of cup. it. Big cup. Oh, yeah. Oh, the two with a drink. Perfect. Have a mug right there and it's perfect. Or yeah. because it's all younger kids, maybe it's just Frankie Hiddick dabbing. No one's... <laughs> No one said what they have to drink. You can pour Kool-Aid in it. I don't care. Oh, no, no, no. I, it's fine. I'm fine with some the drink. Yeah, I mean, drink out of it. Some of these I'm guys are underage. Yeah, that's dabbing right. is what the, the, that's right. that's what the cool kids, kids do. That's what the kids are doing. Or bottle flipping. That's still a thing, right? That's a thing, yes. From five years ago. Sterling Deuce. All right, T-Bone, real quick, because it's 8 o'clock now, and I know you're supposed to get out of here. Yeah, it's okay. We need to preview Charlotte. Who, as we mentioned, lost four nothing on two Michael Bradley goals. Well, they don't want you to talk about that. They no. want you to talk about what they did against. Yes, a they friendly drew, against they the drew Premier Chelsea League team. Beat them on pen- Why are they doing penalties in these friendlies? Because because they don't want to play an extra you know you know thirty minutes of. They of could just call time. it a tie yeah, and then be like, "Hey, soccer's soccer's a tie sometimes." <laughs> Bye. Yeah. You paid a lot of money to yeah, see Christian Pulisic. Brought- you scored a goal. Chelsea right? brought you got your money Christian Pulisic. He scored. They brought their new signing, Raheem Sterling, as yeah. well. They were taking it seriously, and they lose to or they yeah they lost in penalties yeah. to Charlotte. Yeah. And then Charlotte goes to Toronto and loses to woeful Toronto for I know, right? Well, it's almost like some of the teams at MLS don't have their priorities straight, like right. which we saw with Inter Miami yeah. saying that where Neville said it's the. The biggest game in club history, and then they get smoked by Barcelona six to nothing in a friendly. <laughs> I am so glad that we are not doing mid-season English friendlies anymore, or at least we're not doing them right now. Well, right. I don't know how to feel about that because, on the one hand, I mean, I watched Everton play the Crew. We mm-hmm. watched, you know, a bunch of different teams come here and play the That's Crew. Fun. Crystal Palace. Crystal Palace. Um, West, West Ham. Ham. We know about West Ham. <laughs> oh, yeah. The hooligans. It was fun. Oh, it was God, a day. The riot. Riot. Frankfurt. Yes, we got, right. You had a bunch of good teams We got on the in. cover of USA Today. <laughs> oh, yeah. It made front page news everywhere that there was hooligan violence in Columbus. But, you know. Oh, God. That was so silly. But on the one hand, I think it would be great for people who do watch 
those teams to then see their team locally go up against them and be like, wow, they don't yeah. they don't live in different universes. They actually play this universal game called soccer that they can hang with anybody because they're pros. It's a game. It's not the end of the world if you go out and play against them. But you don't want to see anybody get injured. You certainly don't want to see your team get smoked six to nothing and then have your owner's kid and your coach's kid jumping in and playing, <laughs> which is what Inter-Miami did with Beckham and Neville's kids. But whatever. We're like, gonna, I don't, have So the, that I don't want. But I, I, I can see why it's a value to fans, and it is fun. I think it's like more important for us to – I mean, and next year it's not going to be an option because we're going to have the, the, the uh, July league – where we play against Mexico. Oh, yeah. The knockout That's tournament. That's true, right. I forgot and, about and that. So, and I think that those, I mean, honestly, to to your, you know, your, the majority of your soccer-loving population in, in this country, I think you're going to have more people that are engaged with us playing the Mexican teams. Probably um, so. You yeah. know, I, I think, I think that right. you, there, there's more. Engage, not, that, not that playing Premier League teams is, is not fun, but it's, well, it doesn't but it's mean a, anything. It's a lose-lose proposition yeah. for the MLS teams, I feel like. Because even Charlotte, when they go and do that, did they really beat? Do you, like, does anyone think they actually beat Chelsea's no. best team? No, they didn't. They beat a version of Charlotte or of Chelsea that's in preseason. Mm-hmm. And running around and bragging about that seems kind of lame. Yeah, and they, and they put all their eggs in one basket and then crap the bed against Toronto. Yes, and then you lose the in next week in the game. actual meaningful game. Yeah. And if you're Inter-Miami, what did you gain from that? You just got – I mean, all you gained was ticket sales. And that no. is truly why they do this because you know it's the money is what everybody's going for it, there. But I am at least – as much as I have my issues with um, some of the things ownership is currently doing, I will say this for any team that does it the way the crew seem to be wanting to do it, the way Atlanta seems to do it, the way – Forgive me praising them for a moment. Seattle and Portland uh-huh. seem to kind of do it. They seem to want to build a team full of good soccer players that cost a lot of money that will hopefully win you trophies. And, and they invest in the younger levels to hopefully build that team up as opposed to what it seems like Charlotte, Inter-Miami, Cincinnati for a large portion of their existence. Now they're starting to try to figure it out. Yeah. Like they all went for the blatant cash grab. Let's get the big name, slap his name on the back of a jersey play these friendlies, that's what they're about. As opposed to putting the money into the team and trying to win, let's take the money out of the team and try to just sell jerseys. And mm-hmm. I'm glad the crew have not – they're selling jerseys too. Yeah. Well, they're doing it in a way that makes way more sense. And they're selling out the last four home games, which yeah. has never happened before. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's that's yeah. also yeah. huge. You know what I mean? That's yeah. They're selling tickets. And Kudos, it, by the way, to Neil Seca on the broadcast for pointing out they sold out those four games and then the people who came to watch them saw a total of two goals. Actually, and, and it's actually, actually not not to correct uh, uh, Neil Sika, who I care about deeply. Uh, if this, it, it was actually three goals. Oh, three. Uh, okay, maybe he said three. No, and he I said, said two, two uh, okay. which is fine. Uh, love you, Neil. But um, no, well, whatever. Was, his point yeah. still stands. It's, no, right? his point one hundred percent still. And stands. I and I applaud him for at least saying that because it's true. Like there has to be something that's there has to be a better performance from this team, especially when you have again goes back years, as you know where you'd have full boat, full barn for LA Galaxy coming to town with Beckham and they wouldn't get the win and you're like, "Ah, oh, I wish oh, I wish they could have just shown that to those fans that are here to watch Beckham." Oh, yeah. You know, when you get these sellout crowds, you want to see the best performances, at least I do as a crew fan. I think he was conflating the LAFC game with the Charlotte game is what it was because they were they were the two home games back to, I mean they were back to back, but right. they were the the two in there and we lost 2 nothing against 
LAFC, but we drew 1-1 with Charlotte. And the Charlotte game seems like it was five months ago. It was on June 18th. Uh, Charlotte was certainly uh, on the front foot with 13 shots, three on target. The 1-1 draw. We get the the silly Hurtado goal on the goalie mistake. It wasn't our best effort Mm. at all. It, it seems weird to say this, but it's almost like we're playing better on the road at this point. Do it, it knock on wood for whatever reason, I, and I can't imagine why that would be. But I'll add that I think this team may have a chance to finally have a little bit of that, you know, pep in their step that we've seen in the little like uptick in play. Now maybe that's a little bit of a mental edge they get in this Charlotte game to say, all right, we played them at home. And it sucked. We didn't play nearly the game we wanted to. Didn't have Cucho Hernandez. Now we do. A lot of guys are a little healthier. We're going to go in there and show this, you know, crowd that's probably going to be pretty big there yeah. in Charlotte. Yeah. We're going to go show them what a real team looks like. And I like I could see them wearing that as a badge of honor a little bit and wanting to go in for some not revenge is the right word, but you know, just some. We didn't play well last time. We need to show we're a different team than that. And we could really end their season. On Saturday, they're yeah. they're below the playoff line now. They're hovering around there, but they're going in the wrong direction. Certainly after losing to, to Toronto, we're sitting six. This is, all of our games are big now. Well, now, I mean, I, to me, the goal needs to be top four. Mm-hmm. You know, going forward, like you got to get this team top four, and and be in a spot where you can hopefully host a playoff game or maybe two, mm-hmm. and enjoy. And it's right there. Yes, it's right and, there. and then. I think it's doable. Team, yeah, I, I think it's imminently doable. So it's just now not dropping points in games you shouldn't. Like, I, I, you can't drop points in this New England game, and you definitely can't drop them against Charlotte. You've got to go for three, not go to play for a tie on the road. You've got to go out, guns a-blazing, and get three points on the road. Christian, talk about – oh, good. I was just going to say Christian Fuchs was sent off against Toronto, so he's not going to be there. I know an important veteran player for them. Camille <laughs> Yozwiak. Injured in that game, probably will not play either, so they're going to be a little shorthanded. The biggest thing we were talking about that, that it seems like we're winning so much on the road is this is also, and, and not to, you know, not to throw dirt on that fire, but this is the easiest, the, the road stretch that we've just came off of is the easiest road stretch of the entire season. True. Toronto, Chicago, D.C. That, that was, I mean, it, it, it was the bottom you know, the bottom yeah, three teams right. and perennially, perennially the bottom three teams this entire season. Um, I don't want to be Debbie Downer here, but it definitely, it, it's, it's, yeah. Well, but I feel like if you can get three back in Charlotte, yeah, then suddenly I think you kind of I, undo a little bit of this weekend, and then you've got a lot of home games still coming up, and hopefully yeah. you can find your footing there. That's, that's the thing, is that you've got a lot of more home games coming up than you have in the last They have to be better at home. They, they, no question about it. That's the main message. Have to be better at home. Columbus is the, the crazy thing is, and, and this is still the case, only one of four teams with a positive goal differential in the entire Eastern Conference. It's, plus five. Orlando, yeah. we're level with them. They're minus five. They're minus five. Montreal's at zero right now, so that wow. doesn't count. 
Red Bull, 9. NYCFC, 20. Philadelphia, 19. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Everyone and, else NYCFC is... NYCFC, 20. But amazing. no more Tati Cassiano. Yeah. yeah. So, so, we'll yeah. see how that goes for that's the rest of the year. That's a huge loss for that's, them, too. That's the thing. Yeah. It's and like, that's, that's and the those teams, thing. Those teams that are above the crew <coughs> are not going to be able to maintain that pace because some of them have traded... What does their... Cassiano have? Like, 12, 13? I think it was like 12 or 13. Yeah, I mean, like... Yeah. Yeah, so it's well, it's there is going to be some changes, and I think they can they have the opportunity to capitalize on those things like they should have against New England. So hopefully that's that's kind of like the catalyst to be like, okay, we have we have the firepower. We just need to figure out how not to kick it at people. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> on the goal. It's going to be chaos down the stretch. So let's make our Charlotte pick, and we'll get out of here. Cool. Uh, thank you guys so much for being here. Yeah, oh, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, I think we told to a lot Happy of stories to here. in an hour. Yeah. A lot to, lot to go over. Maybe some stuff to edit. No. I'm just <laughs> nice and raw. <laughs> raw. Right. All right. Hey, this is the most sober I've been on a massive report in at least 10 years. That is very true. Yeah. By You're the way, uh, you, because you mentioned, just because you mentioned Nate earlier. Yes. This is, today is also the 10th anniversary of the forecaster. Oh, nice. Oh, really? Yeah. Nice. So oh, I yeah. Just, he just, I just saw a tweet about it. So Everybody yeah. tweet at Nate Beckman. Yeah. yeah. Um, at MLS, at MLS number ML- four caster. Yes. Like, go follow Nate Beckman. He has done amazing work getting this all together, and, and he really loves the numbers and digs Lots in. Lots of nerdiness. Some great stuff. Lots so. of nerdiness. Yes. Yeah. Love it. Good. Yeah. I think, I think last thing on that, though, it is good when crew fans start to, like, take an interest in the entire league, and I am guilty of not doing that as much as I could, but, like, it is good when we do that. Like, it is good to have... Cause, a lot of teams to keep track of now. No, it is. But then I know a lot of people, too, keep track of Premier League teams. Or, you know, the other, you know you watch Champions League, you watch World Cup. And if Derek, God forbid, Newly I say you watch any Leeds other United sports, fan. too. Yeah, but Leeds I, United. I don't know what you're up talking the, about. Up the Leeds. When I, when I close my eyes, the world the ceases to exist. Bury the Leeds. Not bury the Leeds. <laughs> Unbury the Leeds. Can't get any lower. No, we're oh. ready to go. Team, team America. Hashtag Team America. <laughs> All right, no one, Sam, no make a pick. It. Do it. Uh, uh, two to one crew. Two to one crew. Matt? I'm going to say one nil crew. One nil one crew. One nil crew, but I do think Mecklenburg Massive is going to be very loud, and I think it's going to be a lot of fun. There should be a Shouts decent. to Mecklenburg Massive. Yeah, wear decent, your yellow. Yes, wear your yellow if you're going down. There should be a decent away crowd at that game because that is, at this point, um, the fourth closest team at this point to us. Because it's closer like than Philly. It's not a bad drive. Yeah, no, it's. it's uh, uh, Cincy, DC, or Cincy, Chicago, DC, Charlotte is the next closest. Wow. Yeah. It's weird to think of. Yeah, well, it's just because they're so far west compared yeah. to everybody else yeah. on the East Coast. Yeah. yeah. All right, I, I was just going to look up to see because I wanted to call someone out if they're going to be there. And I don't know what the schedule is, so hold on just a second. Pause for effect. Um, all right, so. This is great radio. Dale Earnhardt Jr., this is in your backyard, buddy. You support Nationwide Children's Hospital. You are there all the time. Wow. If you are not in the stadium rooting <laughs> for the black and gold with the Nationwide on the jersey, then what the hell good are you doing? No, he does a lot of good. I'm just kidding. But Dale Earnhardt Jr. will leave Indianapolis Motor Speedway, where I think they're calling the race this weekend. He will come back home on his private jet. He will watch the crew win by a score of three Three for Dale. Three to nothing. 
Not eight for Dale Jr. Three for, for Dale Dale Senior. Senior. Yes. Ah. No, I'll Three take eight if they want to score eight. I in the also, city where NASCAR pretty much calls its home base now. So. I would also like to call out the uh, indie band Dale Earnhardt Jr. Jr. <laughs> and say that they should be there. Yes, they should. Yes. I, I don't even know where I they live, think, but it doesn't matter. Broke, they're from Detroit. Pro- probably broke they probably up. Yeah. broke up. Yeah. Not heard anything from them in a while. They should, well, yeah. they should three get together. Nothing? Three, three nothing, but right. only because of Dale. I'll say 3-1. I, I call it every week. Josh Williams scoring on a corner kick oh, from Pedro. I'll like, take it. Bart basically just rubbed off on you when it comes to prediction. Yeah. <laughs> I, I gotta, there was a few weeks ago Josh almost got one. I'm just saying. All right. Well, we got to get out of here. Matt, thank you for having yeah. us in your house here. Yeah. Saucy Thanks Brewers. for being here. Thank yeah, you guys appreciate for it. being here, T-Bone, yeah, Matt. Loved it. Glad to Matt, be here. Just an old school week. The 400th episode, according to Sam. Will you go home and count again? Wait, is this, the, is this keeping the NASCAR theme? Can we call this the Massive 400? Yes. That I would love it. Sure. Yes. That will be today's title, the Massive thank 400. Thank you for listening to the Massive 400. My name is Brian. Listen to my radio station, CD 92.9. Listen to T-Bone Station 97.1, the fan. Three to five. Or three to six. Sorry. You almost messed it up. Yeah, you, can, you can plug my show, no, too, if you want to, you jerk. Oh, yeah. Uh, Matt also has another podcast called yes. The Pros from Dover. Look it up on all of your favorite podcast places. Very good. Yes. What's that all about? It's soccer. Right. But, it, yeah, it's just, I just, I'm you way more drunk than I am. don't have enough soccer in your life. <laughs> okay, That's the enough. whole thing, yeah. Fair it's basically a harkens back to when he used to host this show. Yeah. 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 Gotcha. I swear a lot more. <laughs> Man, I got to up my game. <laughs> Oh my game! You guys need to start pouring beer in my face or something. That's that is true. Yeah, yeah I've been. Kind maybe of, we'll maybe we'll mellow. talk them into some more sponsorship discounts yeah. or something. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Just just place the tap right here. We're good. To I go. love it. I love well, it. Saucy Brew Works. Uh, thanks for having us. And of course, not only the beer, but the 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 smells in here, the pizza, the, mm-hmm. the food is so good. It restaurant week. Wonderful. Restaurant week. We got a special restaurant menu. Week. We got a Korean pizza yep. this week. Oh, it yeah, looks fair really enough. Good. Come on yeah, down yeah. and grab it here. Third Michigan here in Harrison West. What time are you open? Uh, we are open at 7 a.m. Uh, for coffee. Um, we're open at 11 for food and beer. Sounds good. Yep. All right. Thank you for listening to the Mass Report Podcast. We'll talk to you next week.